on an unusually sunny spring day in Seattle about 18 years ago. I was driving from the west side of Lake Washington to my home on the east side. During that time, I had a strange fear of bridges. So I took the long way around just to avoid the bridge on Highway 5 going over Lake Union and the 520, which stretched across Lake Washington. I drove north from Ballard, where I had just finished the day at Seattle Bible College, and went east towards Woodenville, where my husband and I lived. I was so jacked up on Jesus. I was furiously smoking cigarettes and worshiping so loudly. I, I think I was singing like an old Mercy Me song, but I was so into it. My windows were down, the air was blowing, and as I exhaled a big plume of smoke, it was like a drop of water falling into a bucket. The words, go get a cheeseburger, fell into my brain. The words totally bypassed my ears as I did not hear the words, but understood there was a new thought that had fallen into myself. I turned the music down and thought hard for a moment. I took another drag off my cigarette and I asked out loud, God, was that you? Again, but with more pressure than just a drop in a pail, it was more like a gush of water into a river. The words, go get a cheeseburger, came. I was so excited and nervous and seriously jacked up because I had just left a lecture about the healing miracles of Jesus in the Gospel of John. The lecture turned into an outright healing service, and I watched a 20-year-old guy on crutches who was awaiting knee surgery stand up and walk. I watched his meniscus move from out of the socket into the socket, and he was jumping up and down, and my sweet little Baptist upbringing just got her bell rung as I witnessed this. I was seriously freaking out. So obviously on my miracle high, I assumed that now that I had witnessed such a brilliant miracle, that God was somehow inviting me to walk into some hamburger joint and heal the place. Oh, I love younger me. The excitement and wonder mixed with arrogance and self-righteousness. What a beautiful mess I was. And maybe still am. <laughs> I had heard God speak to me before, not audibly yet, but with visions, feelings, dreams, knowings, but they'd always been words directly about or for me. This seemed different, and I knew that this was somehow about someone else. You guys, I was so spazzed out. I thought I was about to release the book of Acts at a Dairy Queen in Woodenville, Washington. I rolled through the various places to get a cheeseburger, and as I flipped through the names on an imaginary Rolodex in my mind, I landed on Ruby's. I cannot exactly tell you why I knew it was Ruby's, except to say that none of the other places stuck. I rolled up in my beat-up blue Saturn, ready to release the Holy Spirit on this place. Just kidding. I was nowhere close to being that confident. I was honestly so freaked out. My thoughts went from, what crazy thing will God do? To, I wonder if everyone in the whole restaurant will get slain in the spirit. To, holy shit, I hope I have enough balls to be obedient and do what God is asking me to do. I smoked another cigarette while waiting in the parking lot. And I watched a woman about 30 years older than me get out of her car and walk into the restaurant. The gush of water into the river of my soul happened again. And I heard, her. 
oh crap, what do I even do? I got out of my car and just whispered over and over again, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I checked my pockets to see if I had any anointing oil. I didn't. Guys, I legitimately thought I was about to unleash a revival, okay? I walked in and asked for a table for one. I saw her and she was sitting two booths away, alone. I sat and I prayed. And like a brilliant father encouraging his daughter to be brave, God whispered to me, just be normal, be yourself. (laughs) I was sweating and reeked of camel lights and patchouli. And I walked over and I said, hi, you don't know me, but I'm eating alone. And I would love to know if I could buy you a cheeseburger and we could sit together. She looked at me like I was a total weirdo and said, Oh, no, thank you. I smiled and went back to my booth. Did I get that all wrong, God? Am I not prepared? Do I not even have enough faith? All of my self-doubt consumed me so much so that I almost missed her walk up to the booth and say, you know, I could really use the company. Can I still sit with you? Yes, of course. We introduced ourselves and a wave of peace came over me. That peace could have only been Jesus because I lost all of my nervousness, and I even let go of what I thought was supposed to happen. I just asked her, how's your day going? She told me she had just come from the hospital where she was given a cancer diagnosis. She had no husband and no children. She was alone, and on that day she believed that she would die alone, but God had a different plan. I didn't lay hands on her. I didn't give her any scriptures. I listened to her and laughed with her, and we even cried together. As we were leaving, I told her what God had told me to do, and that I was so glad it was really him talking to me. We exchanged information, and two weeks later, I received a note in the mail that said, Your obedience let me know I was not alone, and now I have hope. Oh, my heart burst into so many pieces of joy. I love how much God showed me in that interaction. I love that miracles can look like kindness, and listening can be a healing balm, and that obedience allows me to be a part of his glory and to be a part of his story. My name is Tracy Brown, and this sort of thing has been happening to me for most of my life. But only in the last 20-ish years have I known that God was speaking to me. Listening to God and learning how he speaks to me has been a wild journey, and I'm completely in love with it. This podcast is a direct act of obedience. It is my offering to God. It's my alabaster jar. It's me saying yes to him and believing that he is who he says he is, and that I actually am who he says I am. It may seem almost strange to say that a podcast is obedience. But the two foundations of my relationship with the Father have been listening and obedience. The act of following what he has said to do has taught me more than anything I learned in seminary and has built my faith stronger than fields and fields of mustard seeds. Obedience has given me freedom to be exactly who God called me to be. And in a world that can be so chaotic, obedience is a still and calm direction that I can follow. It has shaped my occupation. It has shaped my marriage. 
and it impacts every aspect of my life. And that life is currently taking place in Colorado with my husband and three little kids. I'm a hairdresser by trade, but truly I'm a joy warrior. I'm obsessed, like actually obsessed with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There's nothing more exciting to talk about or to think about than this. That God's love is the most wonderful, violent, powerful, tender, and hopeful thing to encounter in this life. He has radically loved me and spoken to me, and he has designed me to encourage that connection in everyone I know. I am not a pastor or even ordained. I have no position at a church, and I have no official ministry. I'm an amalgamation of human and spiritual experiences. I'm a paradox and often a contradiction. Basically, I'm fully aware of my humanity. But my perspective is one of saint, not sinner. I believe I'm a saint who's dealing with sin. I believe I'm a well person who fights off sickness and not a sick person trying to get well. I believe that I can only offer what I have received. And I have a testimony after testimony of receiving radical, unearned, and unabashed love from the God of the universe. I have run from him, hidden myself from him, covered myself in fig leaves. I have lied. I have cursed him. And he has loved me anyway. He has loved me so extravagantly that now that love is what I have to offer. God is so experiential with me. I was blessed with a seriously strong Bible upbringing, but it lacked power. And so I spent the first half of my life feeling like sin was all I could expect from myself and that it was by the skin of my teeth that I was saved. God has gently loved that narrative out of me, and I understand deeply that I was chosen by him, and he is delighted to love me in my brilliance and in all my inadequacies. He has revealed this through experience and through story. He has built a testimony and a history with me. And so that is the medium in which I offer him to you. God casually, but not really so subtly, dropped this idea into my heart and mind one morning during a therapy session. Yes, you heard me correctly. I go to therapy and it is glorious. I highly recommend it. Anyway, my brilliant therapist started praying over me and over our time. And she asked God what he wanted to reveal. And like a movie that started playing in my mind, he showed me sitting in front of a microphone with headphones on, interviewing him. I, of course, laughed at the idea and then literally fell in love with it. All of the obvious doubts have come with this journey. Like, really, God, who would listen to this and doubting my experiences and deep knowings? And finally, I just asked God, why me? And he said, because I know you'll be obedient. So today, coming to you from the heart of my upstairs closet, surrounded by laundry and clothes, and hearing my kids screaming, or maybe they're laughing, in the background, I'm in front of a microphone, and I'm going to talk to God. It really is wonderful and wild, though, right? In the life of this podcast, we will do this again and again and again, because let's face it, there is no one more interesting than God. And his words are the words of life. Some of you listening may have not yet listened or heard from the Lord in this way, and I just want to say directly to you, welcome. 
This is the most fun conversation you are about to have. Listening to the Lord looks differently for everyone. You may have a deep knowing of what he's saying, or you hear audibly. Maybe you feel things very strongly, or maybe you're like me and have visions and dreams. I often see movies play in my mind of things I've never heard of or thought of. God speaks in colors, sounds. He even speaks in the wind. Oh, and I should mention, he's really funny. He likes to surprise you with his joy, and he is always, and I mean, he is always kind. You know it's God, because there's no fear or shame associated with, the, with his voice. He is a good, good father. I want to encourage you to release any notion of how this is supposed to go. And instead, lean into the awkward. Lean into the brilliant and beautiful truth that the God of the universe, who created the earth and sounds and light, also made you, and he wants to talk to you. Lean into the truth that Jesus has played his hand. He's all in. He has no game to play. He has lived and died and lived again. His intentions are clear. He loves you. He wants you. And he created you to connect and communicate with him. I believe he will answer directly to your heart and mind in words, feelings, pictures, and deep knowings. Take a deep breath and give yourself some space to listen. You may want to write some things down or just linger in his answers. I'm going to ask God about 20 questions. Release yourself from having to sit in every question or answer. Stay present in the ones you feel God is speaking. Okay, here we go. God, I love you. I love you so much. And I I really do believe that you're going to do something wonderful. Right now, I just release that holy and wonderful imagination that you've given all of us. I pray that you would release that inside of us. I pray that you would just cover our minds with a blanket of peace. Father, I ask that you would come alongside of us the way that you do, that you would hold our hands, that you would guide us and lead us. I pray that we would receive the words you are speaking to us. And God, I ask for just the sweetest, most wonderful talk with you. Amen. I'm going to give some space after each question so that God can answer. God, where are you? God, what are you thinking about right now? God, what do you enjoy about humans?
God, what do you love about me? God, what piece of yourself did you put in me and in no one else? When you look at me, what reminds you of Jesus? What does it look like in my life to offer that peace to others? How do I release that piece of you and me to the world around me? Okay, God, this one is a good one. What does your joy look like? What does it look like in my physical body? Does it have a color? Does it have a pulse? Where can I find that joy in my physical body? What does that joy look like in my mind? Will you show me where the joy is? Your joy in my mind and in my thinking, will will you point that out to me? God, would you show me what I do to hide your joy? Would you show me how I get in the way of missing your joy? Will you reveal the remedy to that?
God, will you speak life into the places that have missed your joy? Will you bless my whole life with joy? God, will you just calmly and maybe not calmly let me know that you're still here? God, what person or persons in my life call me to a higher place? What people have you placed near me really see me? They see the Jesus in me and call me to that higher place. Who are they? God, will you show me my next step? What is the next yes that you want me to say yes to? What is the next place you want me to walk into? How often is Jesus walking next to me? Jesus, will you hold my hand?
Will you touch my face? Will you shift my breath to match your breath? Will you teach me how to breathe with you, to know your peace? God, how do I keep you with me just like this? God, what do you want me to let go of? Who do you want me to forgive? Will you help me do that? Will you deposit a hunger deep within my cells? Will you give me the gift of desire for you? Will you put an expectation in me where I wake up expecting you to talk to me? And will you speak?
God, what scripture is just for me today? Where do you want me to look in your word? God, what do you want me to know about you today? I love you, God. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. All right. Well, either that was amazing or it was kind of amazing. I'm actually believing that it was amazing. It's funny. I expect that God's going to talk to us. I can't imagine loving someone so much that you would allow your son to die, to conquer death, to be raised to life again, to ascend to heaven and release on us his spirit and then choose not to talk to us. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I actually fully believe that God is speaking to you right now. I don't know if this is a really normal thing or a really abnormal thing for some of you. But I do believe it's how we're created. I do believe that we were created to interact, to commune, and to speak with Jesus. I believe that the Holy Spirit is constantly talking to us. And I believe that God is always revealing new things to us. So if this exercise felt awkward, awesome. If it felt normal, amazing. I would encourage you to ask the Lord today, what part of this little talk with him does he want you to focus on? Give it back to him. Allow him to minister to you. Allow him to speak to you. Allow what he's shown you in a vision, in a picture, in a word, in a feeling today, allow him to take you into a new place because the Lord is all about relationship. He's just crazy about you. I hope that today feels different and today feels new. I'm super excited about this podcast. I'm excited about what it's going to be like. Just know that I'm praying for you to have a radical encounter with the Lord that you will hear his voice and that he will be near to you. Have a great day.